Hey everyone, this is Eric. I wanted to add a little content warning to the top of this episode after recording it and editing it and everything. In this episode, we do discuss the subjects of suicide and loss by suicide. No graphic details will be given or anything, but I just wanted to make sure that that content warning was out there. If you choose not to listen to the episode, I completely understand. And just a quick resource, if you are struggling or if someone around you is struggling, you can text HOME to 741741. That is the crisis text line. All right, here's the episode. Hello and welcome back to Isolation Reflections. I am Eric Portland and this is the podcast where we look at the songs that are getting us through our time in social isolation or quarantine or whatever you're calling this COVID-19 coronavirus time of extreme loneliness or separation from normal life as we knew it sort of before. Um, let me, I'm a, I just made a big breakfast for myself. Um, I just finished it. I'm not going to eat on the podcast. Um, but that's something that I just never, <laughs> ever would do before, especially for myself all alone. Um, maybe if I had a partner here or roommates, we were making breakfast, but yeah, I've done that a lot over this time. I'm going to ask my smart, smart speaker how long I've been in isolation. How many days has it been since March 15th? March 15th, 2020 was 146 days ago. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but yeah, I've essentially been in this house alone uh, for 146 days. I have seen other people, don't get me wrong. I have distance hung with a number of people as well as I have a small isolation pod that I've seen um, a handful of times. But as far as like going to sleep and waking up, it has been in this house alone sort of separated and that's weird and um anyway i made this playlist to kind of journal my time um i obviously don't do well being alone other people do great at it but i don't do well at it i've been journaling it through this playlist and we're gonna click it and see what song it plays and then we are going to talk about why that song ended up on there it's on shuffle let's see what we get all right i'm Opening up Spotify, I'm going to click on the playlist, double-click it on shuffle, and see what we get. Clicking. Okay, this is kind of a, <laughs> it's a heavy one. Um, we're going to do Floating in the Fourth by Frightened Rabbit. Down the 
probably in a minute, but um, let's dig into this. Before we get to the meat of it, I want to point out one of the lyrics that really hit me in this time of isolation, which is like at the beginning, he's talking about someone leaving the house, and then it says, and the door shut, and I was vacuum-packed, shrink-wrapped out of air. And uh, I feel like that is a lot like what this stay-at-home isolation felt like for me and for a lot of people, especially when you were alone in it, and it just felt like all of a sudden in your house you were stuck there, and the shrink wrapped out of air really hit me. And I also did have someone leave near the beginning of isolation, a relationship end, and so it was this like imagining of someone leaving and just what that felt like. And it even like follows, and a couple lines says. And my eyes rolled back to stare at my starving brain. And I think that's kind of where the rest of the song kind of goes. And it is starving brain. And this song is by Frightened Rabbit. And the lead singer is Scott Hutchison. And Scott Hutchison was very open about his own mental health struggles and his own suicidal ideation. And... This is a difficult song. Um, this came out in 2008, and then in 2018, Scott Hutchison, the singer-writer, um, did die by suicide, and this song almost kind of pre-imagines uh, his, his, his ending his own life, and um, even the river that um, it took place in is referenced in the title and in the body of the song. Um, but there was 10 years in between when this song was released and his death. And his death was obviously a very he- heavy thing for his fans who really leaned on him a lot for his ability to talk about these difficult subjects. And I think that is huge. And um, I r- encourage you to dig into their discography as well as read about him and how that all went if you're interested in that but I'm gonna try to focus the rest of this on why it ended up on here for me uh so I also have struggled a lot with my own mental health and with suicidal ideology and thoughts of suicide as well as I've kind of had a history of being around and and attracting and connecting and forming relationships with those that are struggling during this time of isolation especially i would say around mid-april into may i was personally really struggling with suicidal thoughts and hopelessness and not being sure if I wanted to continue. And it was very difficult. I have previously volunteered for suicide hotlines, like online ones, 
as well as ran my own suicide prevention nonprofit for a few years that was focused on how communities can care for each other. But here I was again in isolation where I was struggling with suicidal thoughts. And in the midst of that darkness and those thoughts, I needed to reach out to. And I think that no one should feel like they can't reach out. And in that time, I did reach out to a crisis text line. And it was interesting, like, doing that, too, because I remember, like, going, like, I know what they're going to say. I know how they're going to walk me through this, but I need someone else to do that for me right now. Um, And it helped a lot. And also at that time, I had recently discovered this box of old mix CDs. And I was playing a lot of those. And one of them particularly was made for me when I was in high school by my old friend slash ex-girlfriend, Marilyn. And it was this wonderful little CD that just was called Songs, and she gave it to me when I was, like, I don't know, like, early 20s, 21, because we were still friends, and Marilyn was, like, basically my first real girlfriend, probably the first person I said I love you in a relationship to, but we also both struggled with mental health and suicidal ideation and those things and those are things that we openly would talk about and our friendship kind of continued through the years I'm now 37 and we every few years would connect again and connect again Um, and at this time when I was struggling in isolation and I found this CD I also thought of like oh I wonder how she's doing she has a totally different life than me but I wonder how she is Um, and I did at the time like search for her but I realized ah she's been off of social media for a while. I hadn't talked to her in a couple years. Um, And what was really hard was then again in the end of June, I I was struggling again and she was just really on my mind again. And I went and searched again and I found out that, um, she had ended her own life, uh, in April of this year during isolation and it was incredibly overwhelming and difficult to understand yet I understood and there was a weird moment of feeling like I survived this and she didn't and our circumstances couldn't be more different but also like connected in this way and I think that's around the time that I ended up adding this song to the playlist. And I think the key lyric is, you know, I think I'll save suicide for another day. And that's that moment of realizing there is hope and that that there is this circumstance that you're surrounded with, but you just often can't see outside of. And it feels like this is forever. This is everything. And a lot of this socialization time isolation time has felt like that it's like we don't know what the other end looks like and we don't know how to get out of it uh so it just can be so overwhelming uh and i'm gonna jump to another line um in the song i'm gonna play this other little clip it's near the end of the song after he kind of like imagines what it would look like if he died by suicide, he closes this song with this line. Scream, it's okay. 
so he sings, Take your life, give it a shake, gather up all your loose change, I think I'll save suicide for another year. And I think what that's saying is like, there's things in your life that just shake you up. And like, if you can take hold of your own life and just shake it, see what falls out, what's the loose change? What do you have left? Gather that up, because it's gonna be important. There is still life there, gather up that stuff. And then he says, I think I'll save suicide for another year. And I think for me and for many of us that struggle with mental health, I have like depression and anxiety. Um, it's not that it just like fully goes away. Like there's medications that help a ton and can stabilize things. There's therapy, there's groups, there's lots of things that can stabilize it, but it doesn't make it fully go away. And I think that's what's so interesting about, I think I'll save suicide for another year as bleak as that is. It's this thing of going like, I can survive it. Like I have enough here, as little as it is, I can survive this and I'm okay for now. Um, and I think that's like this, this like dark, but inspiring thought that this song sort of ends with. And it gives this like, hope in really within a couple minutes of singing he goes from i think i'll save it for another day to i'll save it for another year and i think that's what recovery looks like and i think what is important to remember about recovery from a lot of things but specifically from mental illness is it's not linear it's not like oh and then i was all better it's not like physical therapy if you fuck up your leg and you go to physical therapy and you like heal up your leg fully like it's gonna function like almost great the rest of your life but you actually might have other things that like make it more susceptible to injury and i think that's what's happening with mental health that that recovery is not linear and can be really difficult um i have heard from lots of friends that are struggling with a lot of these similar things during this time of social isolation and i think it is just a huge trigger where for myself I had to face inward and just look at all these things that were happening and I had to reach out and I reached out to friends and I reached out to hotlines. I'm going to put some of the resources in the description of this episode as well as I might throw some at the end in the recording and I also set up this app called Not Okay. It's this really cool app that I actually found out about because of like the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, there was like, how do we lift up the voices of black creators? And this is an app called Not Okay that was created by two black teenage siblings. And the app is super simple, literally has like a big red button that you push. And when you push it, it sends a pre-written message to five of your contacts who have agreed to help you in time of struggle. And it says, this is my current location and I'm really struggling and I need you to reach out to me or come to me. And... I haven't had to use it, but I just love that it's there um, to use if I need. And there are resources, and if you are struggling or if you know someone that's struggling, don't feel afraid to reach out to resources. Um, suicide prevention resources are just as much there for the helper as they are for the person who's struggling. And ask your friends if they are okay and how they are doing. Oof, um, I could say so much more about this and I could talk about it for hours. 
All right, I think it's time to play another song and see what we get. I'm pulling up the playlist, put it on shuffle again, double clicking, and here we go. All right. Uh, yeah, this is actually like an interesting, totally different sounding tone of a song, but I believe is going to go perfectly with what this episode has said so far. This is Sad Songs Say So Much by Elton John. gone sad songs say so much that could almost be like an alternate title of this whole podcast um yeah i mean i looked up a little bit about the song when it was playing and the lyrics and stuff it comes from a 1984 album called breaking hearts by elton john it wasn't as big of a hit or didn't get as much play as a lot of other 80s elton john songs but these lyrics fit perfectly with this time in isolation for me, as well as just my whole life. Um, it later has the lyric, if someone else is suffering enough to write it down, when every single word makes sense, then it's easier to have those songs around. And I think that's exactly what sad songs do for us. Whether they sound like this, and they like have this upbeat poppy sound to them, but then they connect to us, or if it's just like, some stripped down singer songwriter, you know, bearing themselves on the track situation. Either way, like sad songs or songs in general, when they connect with us, they help us to not feel alone and feel part of this like bigger picture. I wanted to say also though, when like looking up just a little bit about this song while it was playing, how much like capitalism and commercialization can just <laughs> totally mess with things. Apparently, the year that this song was out in like a single, there is this company called Sasson Designer Jeans, and they have Elton John in the commercial, and they rewrote the song to be about Sasson instead of sad songs. And it's like, when all hope is gone, Sasson means so much. And basically, like, once you put on these jeans, you're going to be totally fine. So an alternate cure for mental health, depression, and just put on a nice pair of designer jeans, you know? That's what we're taught. <laughs> All right, um, let's go to my guest. I'm excited um, to talk to my friend Owen Walters, who is a online model as well as just 
an all-around great person. And here we go. All right, I am on the phone with my friend, Owen Walters. And Hi. Hi, Owen. And Owen, you use they, them pronouns, correct? Yes. As do I. And uh, let's start by just like, what's in, how overall has your time in social isolation or quarantine been? I mean, I've been relatively fortunate. I had a pod that I was hanging out with for quite a bit. Um, but there have definitely been ups and downs, I think, for a lot of us, if not most of us. Just really struggling with, with some stuff um, since quarantine started almost, I guess, four months ago, yeah? Yeah, it's been like four and a half months. Um, I think anyone who engages with you online, something they would see during this time is that you have adopted a pet and you have some pets around you. So just talk a minute about what it means to have pets around you during this time of isolation. Uh, so like you said, I adopted a pet. I have a 13-week-old golden retriever at home, um, along with a five-year-old pug and then a cat. Um, and so it's been really helpful, um, but I didn't get my dog, my newest addition, until relatively recently, uh, when things were not so dark and terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, having an animal has definitely given me some kind of purpose of like, oh, something else relies on me during this time. It's not just me alone all the time by myself. And yeah, I totally connect with that. I got my cat Karina during this time, and she has helped me indubitably. Let's get uh, to the focus of why we're here. So I was recording the earlier part of this podcast and it had such heavy themes about suicidal ideation and and I was like, maybe I won't have a guest and I was kind of looking through the list of people who were interested and like the songs that they chose and I realized, oh my gosh, Owen would be a good choice to talk to during this episode. So Owen, what is your song choice? Uh, so this is from Neck Deep's newest album, which dropped on July 20th. It's a song called Sick Joke. Um, cool. It's pretty heavy, but it's good. All right, cool. We're going to listen to a little minute, and then we'll come back and talk to Owen. Definitely from that clip and to the rest of the song, it is definitely on theme for what we are talking about, of just being in that moment of extreme struggle. So what does this song mean to you, Owen, or this time for you? Uh, so uh, around the end of June, um, as you know, um, I 
ended up reaching out to you for the suicide hotline number um, because I hit a wall um, emotionally, essentially, um, and had plans and intentions of ending my life on the 28th of June. Um, And I'm very fortunate that I have friends that took care of me, but uh, the song definitely... uh, it pushes me to a place of like, yeah, no, like this is the best I've ever felt is I'd rather be happily dead or sleep. Um, and that life is just constantly fucking me. um, Or so it seems. Um, and that I just can't seemingly catch a break from anything. Yeah. I totally get that. Like this song totally feels me knows where I'm at. Uh, We were talking a little bit earlier. I was about how songs just kind of meet us where we are. Uh, when you hear a song like this, like this obviously isn't trying to like cheer you up, like, hey, buddy, feel better. It's really meeting you where you are at currently. Do you feel like songs like this are like a lifeline to you where you're like, OK, someone else feels this that can help me out? Or does it dig you deeper into how you're feeling? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Um, I know that music for me is very much like a happy place um, where I find a lot of solace in music when I'm very alone. Um, but in particular, like songs like this, I think <clears throat> gives you the sense that you're not so alone because there's other people that feel the same way that you do or, you know, are experiencing the same things that you are, but it also sends you into that hole of, oh shit, like I'm already very deep. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's going to be a way out of this, so I might as well just continue to listen to things like this that, you know, validate the feelings of being stuck. Yeah. Um, Oof, yeah, I totally get that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I really appreciate you being vulnerable and being able to just explore this story and this part of your life. And I am really grateful that you were reached out and that you're taking steps towards being healthy. Uh, yeah, do you feel like you are in a better place now or what's the journey been like since then for you? Uh, well, it's been almost a month and a half um, and I still see my psychiatric nurse practitioner and my therapist on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. um, because we're not really seeing the improvement that we want. Um, While I can say, yeah, it's better and I don't feel like dying as much, Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely still that impending sense of doom, um, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that, but there's still very much that, uh, that feeling of wanting to die that doesn't really go away, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Yeah, even in the earlier Frightened Rabbit song that I played, uh, listened to earlier, it, you know, the the lyric that's, like, hard but inspiring is, like, I think I'll save suicide for another day. And I think it's that, it's acknowledging that a lot of times for us, it doesn't fully go away. You're not like, oh, I'm cured, I'm all right. Um, it is a long journey to go on. Uh, do you have, I this is, like, asking a lot, and I don't know if, anyone can do it but do you have if anyone out there is listening to this and struggling what advice would you give them at like that time well i mean i'm not going to give some cliche bullshit answer of it gets better because i can sit here and tell you that it, it doesn't really um but it's finding connections and people that keep you here mm-hmm. um And the reason that I didn't end up following through is because I have people like you um, in my life who, you know, give me the strength to kind of stick around, even though my life can feel really shitty and dark and terrible and, like, I don't want to exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's finding those connections that, like, make life not necessarily worth living, but make life worth 
something. Yeah. Um, as minuscule and as small as it might be. Um, yeah. And that's why I wanted to ask you because I knew you wouldn't give a cliche answer. And I, yeah. And I think like there is a, there is something nice to being able to say it gets better. And, and sometimes it does. Like we have better days and things are, can feel better, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to get hard and worse again. Um, I think that, you know, we're going to continue to be in isolation for a little while longer, mm-hmm. um, or at least where we're located. Um, and so just finding the strength to continue through that, um, and finding things that, you know, hold my attention again. Um, yeah. so, uh, definitely still, still learning how to live in quarantine and isolation and we're getting there, but it's going to take time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like, what I've said earlier and what Owen has said is just like, don't be afraid to reach out, even if you're in the deepest, darkest thing and you're afraid what people might think. Uh, how I would love to think that we can just maintain life and that we can hopefully find those joyful moments to focus on uh, and survive. Uh, Owen, what do you want to promote? I asked Owen right before I texted them, or I texted them right before interviewing them, and I said, "Do you want to promote your OnlyFans?" So, uh, yes, uh, I have an OnlyFans. Um, I'm a non-binary queer fat human being, um, and my OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com/skank underscore Sinatra. <laughs> So yeah, follow Skink Sinatra and throw lots of money at their hot, naked, queer body. Or I, I'm not on there, so I don't know how naked you get. But I think that that uh... I get more than naked. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, and I think that that's another part of this isolation. Like time is so much of us are missing like human connection, and I. I I do hope that as like we turn to like online porn or online pictures and stuff like that we can continue to support like independent models and artists like that. So definitely look up Skank Sinatra on OnlyFans or follow that URL. I'll pop it in the description of this episode and maybe it'll get flagged and taken down from everything. <laughs> Perfect. That's the goal, right? <laughs> but yeah, throw money at people that deserve it um instead of just digging up all that free porn um thank you so much owen for being vulnerable and willing to talk about this hard stuff and share your love of music uh, i love you and i'm can, i believe that we both can continue to uh survive and do okay uh thank you i'm sure i'm sure hope we do but i love you too <laughs> And I will talk to you soon. Alright, cool. Thanks, Alright, y'all, that wraps up another episode of Isolation Reflections. I know there was a lot to take in there, and I just want to throw a couple resources here at the end of the podcast. If you're struggling or know someone else who's struggling, you can always reach out to the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Or the crisis text line at 741741. Just text them the word home. Also, the suicidepreventionlifeline.org website has like a little guide for you helping someone else. If you want to be on that end of it, if you're worried about someone and don't know how to start that conversation, there are resources for that as well. I encourage you to 
seek help. I encourage counseling and therapy. Therapy Den is a great website to search for therapists that I've found great stuff on. As well as the Not Okay app that I mentioned earlier. It's a really interesting app. And on that note, I want to acknowledge that resources are not always accessible for a lot of people. And also, in this time, it's important to remember that Black communities, a lot of mental health resources are not built for them. And I recently found this organization called BEAM, B-E-A-M, Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective is what it means. And I'm going to donate $25 in honor of this episode and everything that's going on. And I encourage you to donate too if you have the means or to check them out and support them. They are on Instagram at underscore BEAMorg. Thank you for joining me for this episode and we'll be back again soon with a new episode and i love you all and have a great day or night or week see you soon love you